0: Welcome back, it's Duncan from 6 Seconds Sobriety, where we are politically incorrect, we do not watch our mouths, and this is a podcast for alcoholic men who are in or would kind of like to sniff around recovery, Um, I always say 12-step program because I talk about several different ones, but you can kind of figure out which one I'm in, right, which is a bunch of pariahs, a bunch of lepers. Everybody's afraid to come over there, man. You know, you go to NA, and everybody's super soft. Oh, those poor drug addicts, man. They don't think that way about alcoholics and gamblers. We're the fucking scum of the earth. But guess what? We do more amazing work in sobriety and in recovery than did we're like a collection of the Dali, Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, all. Matt and Jerry all put together. Today, I had breakfast with a guy who I've known probably six years, who've known of each other and traveled the same circle 20 years, and his sponsor went out drinking. So a sponsor, if you're not familiar, that's basically kind of your coach and your, your Sherpa, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Depending on if you do yoga or rock climbing, right? So the thing with uh his this this guy's sponsor I noticed I don't know maybe I can't remember maybe like uh eight or ten months ago I, I I'm like all this guy's doing is telling war stories that's a little what we a little smoke signal for us in recovery i've been i've been uh Dude, I've been sober a long fucking time, right? But I'll tell you what, as you get to know me, that shit doesn't matter. It's a, you literally have a day of sobriety. You know, everybody goes, Ooh, you know, make it a good day or have, you know, this is the first day of the rest of your life. That is no bullshit when, you're in, when you are battling this goddamn uh, addiction and alcohol and gambling and all that shit, right? You don't get it until you're in it. But the best way to be, the best place to be is in a recovery program with a kind of a tribe of your own, where you kind of know people, right? So this guy's sponsor went back out, and well, that means he just went back out drinking. And you know, sometimes you just go have a drink because you're on vacation at the beach and you don't ever drink again, which is probably, I think, what happened to this guy. But your whole sobriety or your whole clean time or recovery time, once you do that, once you roll a dice or take it one fucking toke off the joint, it doesn't matter, man, you don't have to be, you know, doing LSD or anything, your whole recovery is shot, and you gotta go back to day one, and when you come in day one, you get a white chip, a white chip of surrender international sign of surrender. Which means you're okay, sorry, fucked up, don't want to, you know what I mean? A lot of pussies go to a different group and get a white chip and then they come back in to the regular group where they usually are, There's probably like where I live and there's like fucking 50 groups, right? So if, if you don't have the balls to come into your own tribe where you go to meetings twice, three times a week, sometimes six times a week, it depends. Some people just don't have anything to do, like me, we're bored. I go to a lot of meetings. But if you don't have the balls to come in and look at your crew and get a white chip, then eventually it will happen, and you'll be, oh, okay, look, I went out like three months ago, I got a white chip two months ago, but I was afraid to tell you guys, guess what? That is human nature, That's Perfectly fine. We don't care. We love you, no. However you are, brother, doesn't matter. So here's the thing. I I didn't even see. It. I forgot about it because it's been, you know, fuck. It was the last century. When I was six months sober, my sponsor went out, and I caught him doing cocaine at a party I had no business being at. But I was with a guy at, from work. Um, that happened to, has since become a priest, you know what I mean? He was like always my, my handler, right? Um, so, I catch the guy and he's trying to make excuses. Oh, you know, it's just one line of cocaine. It's not like I'm drinking. Well, none of that shit I just told you. None of that shit works. You take one, one little hit or something or roll the dice one time, you are fucked. You're out. You're back to square one, day one. Four days later, this is a Saturday, Wednesday, that fucker's dead. How about that? My, my first kind of real sponsor. And I met him at work, man. You know, he was a guy I worked with. And he was always really cool and a little different than everybody else. And then once I finally got sober and, had, you know, maybe two, three months of sobriety and I'm hanging around with him every day because we work together. And of course, I was running the place so I scheduled him so that we could always hang out together. I never got out of the bar business, by the way. If you have, this your first episode ever listening. Um, I've been sober a really long time. Probably a good portion of your life. And I swear to God, it's a day. (laughs) It's one day, one day. But I never got out of the bar business. So... Every day, it doesn't matter what you do, right? Because if the desire to stop drinking is lifted, then you can do anything you want. I got a friend who's in the flavor industry and he's got to go to Bacardi and pitch them on mango and lemon and fucking pepper flavored shit. And um, He also has to do it for Lipton iced tea, right? But that's his job. And as long as you continue... You treat it like a job, you're not doing anything to endanger your sobriety or consuming anything that would endanger your sobriety, you're fine. So anyway, after this guy's dead in the meantime, whoever like okay, when you get in there, you know that you see God in the in the twelve steps of all these recovery programs. That's just a name, man, because, you know, there's no universal name for it, but it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a Jew or... There's very little Muslims in the <laughs> in recovery, dude, but I swear to God. Their attitudes are like sometimes you just get a person that you go, oh, dude, that guy. But they really just don't drink, you know, and they don't have that thing. But um, they don't get addicted to shit, but they... It doesn't matter who you are. You could be a, a school teacher or some, I could spot a future Alki when they're eight years old. I can spot that kid, right? It's just a, it's a personality. It's a, it's a disease that centers in the mind, but sometimes people don't need it to just have that fucking ego. That ego is so big and they treat people like shit. And you see it, man, you know, I'm not picking on anybody. The guys that are in recovery, in a tribe, a group, really stand a much better chance of straightening out and getting the trust of their boss and their family and all that kind of stuff back. I'm going to, so at 8.30, 8.40, I'm going to sum up sobriety and recovery in like one sentence, right? So you will Come in and go through the steps with a sponsor. And somewhere along the way, when you're doing the work, the you'll start thinking from your heart and not your head. One, that's the day. When you don't you don't ever have to drink again. Right? That's the day. Because once you start thinking and lighting a candle off of another candle doesn't sacrifice any light. It increases it. When you help other gamblers, sex addicts, alcoholics, addicts, that is when you break through. When you understand your first instinct is to help others. And it doesn't matter if it's a lady trying to cross the street or it, man, I've done a lot of stuff that I would have driven by, you know, like take a turtle out of the road and get him up on the edge of the, you know, flop. I'd just ride over the turtle and as long as I don't hit it, I'd be fine. But that's like my heart has changed. And once that happens, you have a much better chance of being sober, clean, straight a long, long time the rest of your life, one day at a time. <laughs> I know I hate that one day at a time, but that's the fucking deal, brother. So anyway, yeah, so here's the thing. You got to listen when you're in meetings. I always assume about, um, like, 90% of people on the podcast that listen, I know from the comments and stuff, are, are sober. They've been sober for anywhere from one year to longer than me, you know? or six months to longer than me. But, you know, I'm probably better for you if you are one month to 10 years over Because a lot of stupid shit can happen in the middle there, man. Very critical points in your sobriety. And, like, where you start to think, oh, you know, I know everything now, I'm good, right? That is 18 months to 24 months. You're very vulnerable from... Seven years to ten years, and then after that, you just gotta kind of stick to it, man. You know, and your your uh, your whole deal. Once you get through, you know, step one, two, and three, and you've been through the twelve steps, and maybe you you become a coach, and you work work with a couple of guys, three, four, eight guys, ten guys, take them through the steps. You don't really have to think about one, two, three anymore. Your fourth step is done and you're cleaned up with everybody. And then you're cleaned up with your with your higher power, whatever you want to call that. And then basically, you know, you really only need to work six through 12 for the whole rest. Like me, I basically kind of work six through 12 for the whole rest of my life. Because I'm taking new guys through the steps for the first time and I hear their story and i feel their pain and uh, and i go and they think they're like crying and it's not even unique or they're pissed because they're like i ain't doing this because of this they're hard headed i've been there i was like that i was just like you you are not unique and the longer you're in and you understand your fucking war stories don't do you any good you have to get into the solution that gets your mind out of the addictive cycle yeah whether whatever you're addicted to and that can happen and you're just like right now I just think I just think from my heart I never said th- I kind of think I'm a pussy sometimes you know I'm not kidding I'll be fuck I'm too soft or something like that but then if you Survey anybody who works with me, they're like, nah, no, he's not too soft. Believe me, he's a fucking prick. So you know that they don't see that side of me that often. You know, when you're in a restaurant, you're just kind of barking all the time and you're breaking balls really bad sometimes. Man, I was, I had a kid about in tears, twenty-five year old kid about in tears about, I was breaking his balls so bad. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, man, I'm sorry. And then I really did feel bad. And I felt bad for him and I apologized to him and hugged him and all that stuff and then while I'm mugging him and I'm like, oh God, what a fucking pussy I am. You see what I'm saying? But it's better, it's just better to be caring and, and, and think from your heart than your head, man. Your head just gets you in trouble. That's a bad fucking neighborhood up there, brother. You know that. You know that because that's your head. You can't get shit out of your head. You can get a song stuck in your head or you get some girl, like some fantasy you think you can, be with this girl or whatever and you can't you know that you're married bro that doesn't stop us never stop me so anyway this is the thing talk about you gotta you gotta really be in like in your own head gratitude and really my entire sobriety after you know, once I got through the into into the steps was really man it's all about gratitude I was like so I'm so grateful to have to, to have what I have right <clears throat> I have my health and I got really great kids who aren't addicted to anything which is fucking miraculous and you know little stuff you know roof over my head in the car but you know I admire God's beauty now I you know, different. I don't care if I'm in the ocean or I'm hiking or something like that, and I can see a million different plants. When you start to get into that, you're like, "Yeah, man, there's man <laughs> couldn't do this. Isn't some big bang couldn't do that? Like, there's no banana branch dry growing out of a pine tree in Michigan because of some random act of science. Everything." The longer Einstein at the end of his life Said it's all too big for there not to be One um, uh, uh, What is it Ominous power Right So you get in touch with that one ominous power And Your life goes a lot easier When you just go yeah then I get it I can't really control all this shit Right And the more you The more you practice that and be grateful for that and live your life in a solution and not, oh shit, I got all these problems, and start quacking, the longer, literally the longer you will live, all right? So come join us in sobriety if you're not already there, all right? Love you, mean it. Take good care, you guys. Be safe.